Welcome to the Hornet Wellness Podcast, hosted by Geraldine Galino-Fortney, University of Lynchburg, case manager and wellness educator. Okay, well, Hornet Wellness followers. Um, my name is Geraldine Galino-Fortney, case manager and wellness educator here in the Dean of Students office. And today we are recording another version of the Hornet Wellness podcast and a video, hopefully for our Instagram and Facebook accounts that you all follow. Thank you for following us. We have a very, very special guest today, our very own new president, Dr. Allison morrison Shetler. So thank you so much for joining us today, President Allison. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. It's a very important topic. Of course. And I, we have a couple questions for you today. Um, and I know myself, just being an employee and an alumni as well, I've heard you talk about your passion for wellness. So our first question is, have you always been interested in wellness? If no, when did you develop that passion and interest? Okay. Well, I have always been interested in it. Um, I was brought up on an island on the west coast of Scotland. And of course, fresh air and being out and about was something that was really important to us. I came from, I'm first generation, I came from a family that uh, didn't have a lot of opportunities to go on vacations or do those kinds of things. And so the beach and the, the island were my playground and the place where I found my peace, uh, most mental and physical peace. And quite honestly, it was a place where I felt even going back as an adult that my whole heart rate went down and where I was able to be just me and mm -hmm. so um, I grew up in that kind of environment I'm also very very much involved in athletics I was uh, played basketball field hockey I did track and field and um, just you know that was for you know what I did at school and so mm -hmm. on and ultimately in uh, at college as well but when I was growing up, it was I was always on my bicycle. I was always making sure that I was out and about. And quite honestly, my parents made sure that I was out and about as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a sister, and if you looked for my sister, she was in a corner reading a book. And if you look for me, I was up a tree climbing or on the beach or doing all sorts of other things. Mm -hmm. So my wellness has been very much the physical and the mental to make sure that I was balanced and stress-free and I knew that if I uh, did get stressed then going for a walk along the ocean was fabulous uh, and I was able to sort of regroup and, and get myself under control so to speak. So yes wellness has always been part of my thought process but it's always been something that's just been in me and partly because of my environment I was very very lucky uh, to have that kind of environment. But it also it was some it was a conscious decision that I need I knew when I was getting stressed out and therefore I needed to do something to dissipate that stress. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you. What does the word wellness mean to you in general? So for me it's the holistic, it's the mm -hmm. whole whole body. Uh, I'm a hands-on, minds-on kind of person. So I believe in the the mind, the body, and the spirit. Mm -hmm and having balance in that, being able to understand when some things weren't quite out of, you know, weren't quite in alignment or they were out of kilter 
Uh, and I wanted to make sure that uh, as, as I looked at myself and then also as I reached out and helped others, that they thought also of wellness as being the whole body and their environment. And the environment has a huge amount to do with wellness as far as I'm concerned. If you're in a toxic relationship or if you're living in conditions that are not ideal, uh, that has a direct impact on your physical, mental and spiritual uh, wellness. And so there's a lot that goes into that. But for me, it's the whole body. Mm -hmm. Great. And here at the university, so we, um, as student development employees, a part of our student development strategic plan is solely based upon wellness as well. Mm -hmm. And we have chosen um, with our colleagues in health promotion to utilize their teachings. Um, so I will tell you that we at the university our wellness model is adopted from the Living Well 100, um, the 21st century wellness that is taught to our students. And that is the nine dimensions. Um, and the nine dimensions are as follows. I will pull them up. Physical, emotional, intellectual, interpersonal, cultural, spiritual, environmental, financial, and occupational. Um, so, you know, other institutions, or if you just Google, you know, other universities and colleges may have six dimensions or 10. It's really what, you know, um, teachings they adopt, but those are the nine and we feel very strongly about them. So. Well, and again, I think it, that's the whole person, right? It is. Talking about your environment, your talk, financial is not one that I brought up, but I, I will say that again, I'm coming from a, a modest background and being first generation, financial was always a big component of my life, but I never felt I'd, I didn't have what I needed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so again, I think managing one's expectations around particularly financial is something that's really important. Uh, but all of these things I think I mentioned in terms of, you know, environment, etc. So I'm, I'm all on board that those nine dimensions are, mm -hmm. are used at the University of Lynchburg. And one thing, it's interesting that you bring up the financial as well. So we did a survey, um, I believe it was last spring, and Jamie Smith, the wellness coordinator, and I had sent it out. Um, and in the student survey, the students indicated that they were the least satisfied with their own financial wellness. And um, the most satisfied with emotional, oh, excuse me, and the most satisfied with intellectual and cultural. And emotional wellness was a lower one as well. So the, the two um, that they were the most satisfied with were intellectual and cultural, and the two that they were the least was financial and emotional. Um, what do you think about that? You, are you surprised by that with our students or this generation? Or I, I don't think I am surprised. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more on young people than certainly when I was young mm -hmm. to, um, in support of you know, parents, families, uh, other sets of circumstances. And so I do think uh, there, there's an expectation that we have and sometimes those expectations are unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. I didn't have a credit card or anything other than a bank account until I was 26 years old. Wow. Okay? Uh, because in, in my days and back in Scotland, uh, you know, if you didn't have the money in hand, I was brought up that you didn't buy it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so we always had food on the table. It may not have been, you know, the, the highest end food, but it was always good, nutritious food. Mm -hmm. And so I never felt like I was disadvantaged, even though I knew as a family we didn't have a lot of money. And so I think um, through the through the decades uh, since I was little, uh, there's been an increased pressure on a certain standard of living 
and a certain, you know, basic needs have taken on a different kind of connotation. And um, I, I know that's that's tough for a lot of people because if you're not earning or if you're from a background that can't support you, um, then then that's that's problematic to be able to reach that. And so that therefore it's dissatisfying not to be at that level that you want to be. And I've said many times I would not be where I am today if I hadn't had federal grants and scholarships because I was able to manage that in a way that I left both my bachelor's and my PhD with no debt. Wow. Okay. Then that's unheard of these days. And so how do we manage people's expectations, not just about where, where they are and when they are there, but what's going to, what the impact is of their actions later on in life. And so I think financial um, is really something that people struggle with. And emotional, that's all wrapped up in there too. Um, I think, you know, living with coming to college, you know, I know I was homesick for my first little while at college until I started to make friends and get out and about and, and see people and learn about people. Uh, and, you know, I see that even exacerbated today because we have COVID and we're not able to even come to a college campus and do what we want to do. And so that has an emotional toll on people as well. And then add to this generation or this last uh, graduating group, they didn't finish high school properly. You know, they didn't get to graduate in the way that they were hoping to in their last year. Uh, just as our students didn't get to graduate when they left the University of Lynchburg last May because it just wasn't, you know, we couldn't do it. And that has an emotional toll and sometimes not one that you think too strongly about, but it's a disruption to your lives. And then relating to the financial component, so a lot of people who are in emotional difficulty because they can't afford not to be, and that's that's tough place to be. You can't leave your parents because um, you have nowhere else to go. You can't leave the university because you have nowhere else to go. To go. And we do have students like that on this on this campus. And I'm aware of some of them because I've seen them and talked with them, they've, or they've talked to me uh, about how difficult it is to, um, to be able to go home or to go back to a relationship. So it's a complex thing. Emotions are complex. And I want people to know that the University of Lynchburg, we have the resources and the people like yourselves who they can talk to and talk through, through these things so that they don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. Great. And that's a wonderful point, right? So we always say that count, uh, college at the university is the only time in your entire life, probably, that counseling is free, right? It is included in your tuition. And we, you know, we have five wonderful um, full-time counselors and a couple part-time, and they are, we are still taking new students um, with telehealth as an option. So please use those resources and my office of case management as well. Mm -hmm. We all work here for a reason because we care about our students. So. And I think the fact that you're doing telehealth now mm -hmm. is so more easily accessible for some people that might not feel like they can come into the office or feel like they can talk to somebody face to face. Sometimes a screen is a good thing. It's not yeah. often in my, like, in my liking, yeah. but that's okay. Um, but uh, there are these resources for people across the gamut of whether they want to be face-to-face -face or want to be connecting with people. But the, the key thing is that people are connecting. 
Absolutely. And we do have a private office. So say you are a first or second year student and you have a roommate and you need privacy speaking with your counselor on telehealth. You can come to our office and bring your laptop. I think we have a computer available as well and you can have that private space. So we did want to remove those barriers as well. So that's fabulous. Thank you for thinking about that because that is can be problematic. Again, if you're at home in a, an unsafe environment or you know whatever it is, you've got to have a place where you can just be be yourself. You do, yeah. Tara Nunley is a rock star, the counseling center director, and we are so lucky. So, all right, we have a couple more questions for you today. Um, what are some things that you do in order to maintain your highest level of wellness? What are your favorite self-care activities? I know you like your ten thousand steps. I know that about you. What else do you do? So I eat well, uh, I, would, I eat healthily. Um, I don't drink um, sodas or anything like that. I'm not, uh, I'm not, so on the, on the food side, I try and eat as healthy as I can, uh, not large portions, but spread out throughout the day. Uh, so I'm very, very aware of that. And I should tell you a little secret, I, I'm not the cook in the house. My husband mm -hmm. does all of the cooking. I have not cooked a meal in probably 30 years. And he makes sure that I have a healthy, balanced diet. Uh, we both like to go out hiking together. Uh, we love kayaking. Uh, my husband is an avid road cycle bicyclist. So mm -hmm. he's up in the Blue Ridge Parkway cycling there as much as he possibly can since we moved here. And um, for me, it's also having some time to myself. This, these jobs are 24 hours a day, seven days a week and to be able to take some time to myself and regroup have time to think is really important to me and i have uh, i like using my hands and so i'm a crafter and i make quilts and if i could take the camera i'd show you i've got one of my quilts <laughs> up in my office so if anybody wants to come and have a look at it feel free but to me uh, being able to work with my hands and my mind on something that's different from my day-to-day -day routine helps me distance myself. And I tend to do that on a Sunday afternoon and evening because that is my time. I will work for the university all the rest of the time, but I just need a little bit of time to myself for my own physical, mental well-being. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the kinds of things I do. I make a lot of masks, although this one was made by Deborah Weiland, but I made a, we've made a lot of masks for social hornets. Um, so doing something that's creative is really important to me. And I find that grounds me quite well. When you notice, you know, as a human being that you haven't been taking care of your highest level of wellness, you know, how do you see it and how do you feel? How can you tell when you're a little off kilter? Well, as many of you know that have met me, I'm extremely high energy. <laughs> I'm very high energy. And so I know when I'm not feeling well because I, I feel tired and I rarely feel tired. Uh, I also suffer from migraines and migraines are something I think of my body saying to me, you just need to slow down. They're definitely stress related. And so I have my own body has triggers for me to say time to, to slow down. Mm -hmm. But when I feel, when I feel tired, when I'm, when I get irritable, because I'm not one of these people that is wildly happy and then wildly down and so on. I'm pretty even keeled. I'm pretty happy you know, all the time. 
Uh, and so when I know that I'm getting irritated or something's not quite right, then I know that I, I need to take some time to myself and, and tend to myself, make sure I'm doing what I need to do to make sure I'm well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people around you uh, need that too. They need to see that you're looking after yourself and doing the right thing. Uh, so those are my triggers. And then if I, get, if I do get angry about something, you'll see me wa- marching around the dell, okay? <laughs> at a great rate of knots because I like to get that energy out, that negative energy out without impacting other people. And so I get my 10,000 steps in and become less angry uh, by doing something like that. So that's, those are the kinds of things that I see um, that help me a lot. Mm-hmm. Isn't the Dell a great place to walk? Oh my gosh. It's fabulous. It's the best. Even when I wasn't working here, there was about a set, seven year gap, I guess, over me. And I would just come here, just march away. <laughs> well, you'll see me walking around the Dell most mornings before I turn to the, the work of the day. Uh, and I meet people and talk to people and say hello and uh, see people sitting in our famous red chairs like I have behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, that's a nice way to start the day, you know, start the day by just being out in the fresh air and being in the beauty of the Dell. Mm-hmm. Great. And our final question for you today, um, do you have any goals or if you do, what are they, you know, for the university as a whole in regard to wellness for students? Well, one of the things I was so impressed about was coming to a university where everybody was, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people were involved in like clubs and intramurals and of course, collegiate athletics. But it was the clubs and the intramurals that really uh, was interesting to me because I heard the number that almost 80% of our students are involved in clubs, intramurals, or collegiate sports. Absolutely. And, and so uh, I want us to think about ways in which if, if that's not the way to you know, meet people and, and uh, gain your own physical and mental health, then find your way, find your way and don't let that go by the side, the wayside. And I know sometimes I wake up in the morning, I usually walk two miles every morning to again, get myself centered before I come to campus. And uh, so sometimes I I wake up in the morning and think, oh, I just don't really want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel as well during the day if I don't. And so quite often I'll lie back and I've got, nope, get up there and get out there and do it. And I know I'm going to feel better for doing it. So my advice is um, to, to find the thing that makes you feel good about yourself, about what, um, what you, how you're going to face the day and, and find that thing and then just keep, do it every day or at least you know five, six times a week. Uh, it might give yourself one day off depending on what you're doing, but have it for yourself. Have it time for yourself. Not, not a time to get into a big group and talk, but to to just sort of re-energize yourself. Um, so I highly recommend that. And the Dell is a great place to do, you know, a walk if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, or if it's reading a book, you know, uh, not quite the, on the exercise side that I'm talking about, but if it's something that you can do for your own well-being, then you need to do it and you need to practice it often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's make a difference. So that's what I wish for everyone on this campus, that we, that we find something that makes us whole makes us of the mind, the body, and the spirit, and that we can find energy and rejuvenation from that um, at a time which is un- of unprecedented 
stress, anxiety, all of those things are just, you know, out of the box as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter whether it's happening in your own world or in, in the greater world. There's a lot going on and, and we want to be able to help people navigate that. And so I think the resources that we have on campus are, are fabulous and they're there for everybody to use. And if we don't use them, we're not actually doing ourselves a good service either. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much. I had a pleasure speaking with you. I have one request and that is that you will take a selfie with me for me to screen grab. Of course. <laughs> but I'm going to stop the recording. Hornet Wellness listeners and viewers, thank you today and take care. Great, thank you so much. Thanks. Take care, everybody.